so this is Lee. Thank you so much for joining me today. I want to challenge you with a question today. I want to ask you, what if there's something about yourself that you believed your whole entire life to be true, and then you found out when it was all over that it wasn't true and you were believing a lie? And it could, the lie, if you would have been believing the truth, you would, it, it would change your whole entire life. The lie ruined your life. Let's acknowledge Jesus. Jesus, we thank you for teaching us, for telling us truth, for setting us free, for being so amazingly wonderful and caring that you just continue to bring us revelation knowledge. We love you, praise you, and give you all the glory. And so I want to challenge you with that question today. What is it that you're believing about yourself that holds you in a bondage, that keeps you from really being you, that, that keeps you in a box and even in fear? And just not doing what you would do if you didn't have that problem that you think that you have. Because the problem you think you have is really a lie. What you think affects who you are. The word says, as a man thinks, so is he. And so what you're thinking about yourself really portrays who you are and when it's a bad thing that you're thinking about yourself, it keeps you locked up. It keeps you really a slave to the enemy because that, that is how he, he, he takes you captive. That's how he puts you in a prison. That's how he controls you in your thinking. You may have thought it was somebody that said something to you that made you think that thing about you. Like maybe one of your parents called you stupid a lot, so you thought you were stupid. Or maybe someone said that you could never do that thing that you want to do, like, like you have this dream, and you could never do that. And it not only hurt you, but you believed it, and you didn't do that dream that you had in your heart. And the dreams that we have in our heart are from the Lord. God gives us a dream. He gives us a vision. It's all part of his plan. And he said, you're fearfully and wonderfully made in his likeness. And so if you're thinking anything other than that, you're thinking a lie and you're making that lie come to pass. 2 Corinthians 10, for though we walk in the flesh, we're not carrying on our warfare. We're in a war and it's in, the war is in your mind. What the enemy can get you to think versus thinking the truth. For though we walk in the flesh, we're not carrying on our warfare according to the flesh and using mere human weapons. So your warfare is not against a person, but the weapons of our warfare are not physical. 
They're not against person, weapons of flesh and blood, but they are mighty before God for the overthrow and destruction of strongholds. It's a stronghold the enemy gets you to think. He puts in your mind, like what someone says to you over and over again. You begin to believe it if you don't know this truth. If you don't know this truth, you're going to believe that lie. If you don't know that the enemy comes into your thinking to build a stronghold in your mind, you're going to believe you're going to believe it, and you're not going to think you can do anything about it. Verse 5 tells us what to do. Refute arguments and theories and reasonings in every proud and lofty thing that sets itself up against the true knowledge of God. Resist arguments, theories, reasonings, anything that sets itself up against the true knowledge of God. So if you're made in God's likeness, that's the true knowledge of God. If you're fearfully and wonderfully made, it, it, if he's living on the inside of you, right? We lead every thought and purpose captive to the obedience of Christ, the anointed one. If you don't lead your thought, if you don't take captive your thoughts, if you don't think about what you're thinking about, the enemy is just going to come in and take over. And so what if your whole life you believed that lie, that stronghold in your mind, and you found out even today that it ruined your life, that it was a lie, and because you thought it, you lived it. If Jesus is saying, follow me, and you think that's impossible, and the world will tell you that, that's impossible, you can't do that. You can't do that. Because what are you going to eat? What are you going to drink? And what are you going to wear? What are you, what are you going to wear? How is that going to work? You can't do that. But if you believe the truth... What did Jesus say? He said, God will meet your needs. He said that you're not to worry about what you need. But he would take care of you. He said, if you did things his way, then he would add those things to you that you need. You won't even have to worry about it. But if you're thinking a lie, if you're thinking like the world, then you're going to be thinking, I can't follow Jesus. I can't do this dream that's in my heart because, because um, it's just impossible. It looks impossible. And you're just never going to do it. And Jesus is saying, in such a time as this, when you stand before him, do you want him to say to you that you practice lawlessness, that he didn't believe you, you, you didn't believe him, and so you lived your whole life not doing his will because you didn't think you could do his will, you couldn't do that thing he asked you to do, you couldn't follow him because you didn't think you could, and you believe the enemy anyway. He's telling you a lie, so you're not doing the will of God, so you're not happy. So you're not filled with joy. So, so you can't do what Jesus told you to do. He said, I'm telling you all these things that your joy, my joy may be complete in you. He's stealing your happiness, your freedom. 
if you're if you think you can't do something, you're bound, you're imprisoned. You're harassed and oppressed. Even if you think that you're sick, you're going to be sick. Your mind controls who you are. As a man thinks, so is he. And so if you're thinking you're sick, if you're thinking you got to be an alcoholic because it just runs in your family, or you're going to have the sickness and disease, cancer runs in your family. If you think you're going to get a cold, if you think you're going to get sick, you're going to get sick. But that's not the truth. Jesus bore your sickness, your disease, your sorrow, and your pain. And so if you think that truth, then you will live that truth. And you won't live in bondage. And you won't claim that thing that you really don't want. You won't say it's yours if you know the truth. You're not supposed to say things that are yours that aren't yours. Sickness isn't yours because Jesus bore your sickness, your disease, your sorrow, your pain. So it's not yours. It's not even an option for you to have if you're going to do the will of God. Think about that. If you're going to do the will of God, then you're going to resist sickness and disease because Jesus already bore it for you. You're not going to take on pain and sorrow. You're not going to be depressed because you believe the truth. And you're going to think the truth. You're going to take captive every thought. So if you sit in a wheelchair your your whole life because the enemy said you have to, because you have this wrong with you, then that's what you're going to do. But what happens when you find out, when you stand face to face with Jesus, and he said, I bore that for you. All you had to do is believe me and not believe the enemy. But you thought the enemy's thoughts. You didn't take captive your thought. And if you would have took captive your thought, and you would have made it line up with the word of God, then you would have said, I'm healed and I'm getting out of this wheelchair. And then you would and you would have a miracle. Pick up your bed and walk. You're healed. Your sins are forgiven. Jesus bore your sickness, your pain, your sorrow, your disease. He took care of your son on that cross. You are forgiven. Get up and walk. He's saying, in such a time as us, he's about to return. And it's time to know the truth and to walk in it. Stop believing the lie of the enemy. Stop believing your circumstances, your flesh, over what Jesus said, over the word of God. Stop exalting it above the true knowledge of God. Well, I went to the doctor and he said I was sick. But are you standing before the doctor that day? Are you going to be standing before Jesus? Jesus bore your sickness. The doctor did not. The doctor doesn't have, obviously, a revelation of your redemption. He doesn't know. But you could tell him. 
I'm not sick. When you believe that truth, so often, you know, we run to the doctor and then we find out what's wrong with us from the doctor and then um, we deal with it according to what the doctor said. But when you get the revelation of that you're already well, Jesus already bore your sickness, your disease, your sorrow, your pain, then you don't put so much energy in what's wrong with me. I have this ache, I have this pain here. You're not going to run to the doctor. You're going to focus in and that's still small voice and he's going to tell you. And then whatever it is, you're going to know that you can expect that he's going to manifest his healing in your body because you believe. I experienced this. It's true. He bore your sickness, your disease, your sorrow, and your pain. You're not sick anymore. And when you think that, when you take captive your thought and stop letting the enemy tell you differently, then you're not going to be sick. You're going to be well. And, you know, sometimes it doesn't happen overnight. You got to renew your mind. You have to know the word of God. You have to take the word in. My son, pay attention to my word for their life to those who find them and health to a man's whole body. And so instead of paying attention to the word, many people are paying attention to what's wrong with them or the pain or the condition of. And they're giving all that their attention, feeding that monster, rather than giving your attention to the word and feeding your spirit, man, that truth. So it can sink in and go in your mind and change your circumstance. When you stand before Jesus that day, and he, and he said, well, he said, right? Not everyone who calls me Lord will enter the kingdom of heaven, but those who do the will of my Father. What is his will? It said, take captive every thought. That's as well. Make it obedient to Christ. Take captive your thoughts. Don't think any little thing. Take captive your thoughts. That is the will of God. Jesus said, talk to the mountain. That's the will of God. He said, pick up your bed and walk. He said, don't be overtaken by the wiles of the enemy. Though you walk in the flesh, you're not carrying your warfare according to the flesh and using mere human weapons. Whoever said that to you, whoever hurt you and got you offended was just really a vessel for the enemy. Really? That's it. It wasn't that person. It was the enemy using that person to have a stronghold over you, to control you, to imprison you, 
to take you for himself. He's evil. And he wants you all to himself. He wants to control you. But if you don't know he's out there, if you don't know he's the one that's possessing your thinking, that's taking over your life, the one who's lying to you and ruining your life, then you're, you're just going to follow him. But when you know this truth, when it sinks in, when you take hold of it, you're going to be so angry that you wasted all this time listening to him. You can't do that. You're not good enough. Remember what you're saying. He puts all these, plays all these old tapes in your mind of what people said to you, but it was actually him saying them to you so that you wouldn't do the will of God, so that you won't have eternal life. And Jesus is, he's spreading his word. And if you're listening, you're going to grab a hold of it. You're going to have revelation knowledge. And then you're going to grow up and be like him. And you're going to spread around the truth. And his people are going to be set free. Remember Acts 10.38. Um, Jesus was anointed to go around doing good, especially healing those who were harassed and oppressed by the enemy. He is harassing people, and they don't know what's wrong. They're pulling out their hair. They're going to the doctor, and they're taking medication for a spiritual problem, and that won't work. <laughs> that won't work. It's just going to add to the problem. The enemy is the culprit. There's nothing wrong with you. You were made in the likeness of God. But he's trying to tell you that there's something wrong with you. So you believe it. As a man thinks, so is he. And when you stand before Jesus that day, you don't want to be caught ignorant of the truth. Because if you say you love Jesus, if you're calling him Lord, then you should know everything about him and learn everything he has to show you. Stop letting the enemy control you, distract you. Study Mark 4. He's, he, he's trying to steal the word from you, the truth. With distractions, the lust of the flesh. Offense. That person isn't to blame for what he or she did to you. It's the enemy. The person doesn't know any better. And that's why you're to forgive. Let it go. Don't, don't hold anything against that person. It's not their fault. Of course, people let the enemy use them and they don't choose the truth. But still, it's the enemy behind the person. It's the enemy working through that person to try to take you out, to steal your eternal life, to steal your happiness, your peace, your joy, and your contentment right here and right now to take those promises from you that Jesus promised you. He doesn't want you to follow Jesus. He doesn't want you to be his true disciple. 
casting out demons, laying hands on the sick, raising the dead. Are you kidding? He doesn't want you to be doing that. And so he tries to make you think you can't. You're weird. What are they going to think of you? Jesus said, if you're ashamed of me, I'll be ashamed of you. Are you ashamed of what he told you to do? Or are you doing it? You got to stop thinking in line with the enemy. Know your enemy. He's one of lying. He's one lying to you, telling you you can't. You can't. No way. You can't do that. You're not good enough. What is so and so going to think of you? Who cares? What so and so thinks of you? But those are all the things that he rushes through your mind to stop you to stop you, to imprison you. And so don't let your whole life go by being in agreement with him, thinking a lie. Think the truth. Think on these things. Whatever is good, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good report. He's the doom and the gloom. He's saying you can't. And he's saying that you're ugly, you're an alcoholic, you're uh, a bad mom, you're this, you're that. He's trying to take you down. And he's a liar. Jesus said he is the father of lies. And yes, he uses people. He uses what you hear. He hates you. He hates God. God loves you. The only way to get God back is to hurt you. Because when he hurts you, he's hurting God. And God wants you to know the truth. Jesus is coming. It's time to know the truth and start thinking the truth and stop letting the enemy control you. That's the message I have for you today. Stop letting him control you. He roams around like a roaring lion looking for someone he can devour. And he can devour you if you don't know what's happening. You have to know what's happening. Get the truth. Look at the word. Know what's happening. Don't waste this time that you have to get ready. Revelation 3.20, Jesus said he's knocking at the door of your heart. And if you would heed his voice... He'll come live on the inside of you. He'll dine with you. If you heed his voice, if you don't heed his voice, then he really can't do anything. He can't, he's not going to force himself on you. He gives you, free, you have free will. He gives you a free choice. Whatever you want to do, whoever you want to serve. It's not a prayer that you pray and then that's it. You don't say, Jesus, I'm asking you to come in my heart. And then that's it. That's all there is to it. No, it's not. It's a commitment. It's an engagement. It's to be a part of his life and get ready to move in with him and be against the enemy and what he's doing. So let me pray with you. Jesus. We're asking you to come and live on the inside of us and be our God, be our truth. Show us, teach us. We love you, we wanna be like you. 
We want to know that truth. We want to know the truth. We want to live the truth. We want revelation knowledge. And we want to be controlled by you, not the enemy. We want to walk in your truth, not the lie. Thank you, Lord, that you would just give each person listening now a revelation of knowing and, and what part of their life they've been listening to the lie and it's time to stop so they can move on and live life to the full until it overflows. Thank you, Jesus. John 10, 10. Jesus said, I've come that you may have life, have it to the full, until it overflows. Can you believe that? Then, why the doom and the gloom? Because the enemy has come to still kill, and destroy. And if you believe him, you're going to live in the doom and the gloom. Don't believe him. He is a liar. God bless you. Thank you so much for listening today. <laughs>